Summer is upon us, and whatever you have going on, a vacation, a staycation, a summer wedding, well, Macy's has you covered. If you need summer dresses, matching sets, volume sleeve tops, wedges, straw-crafted bags, I mean, really, they have what you need head to toe. I'm talking Levi's, Dolce Vita, Lacoste, and more. So shop summer must-haves at Macy's. Go to Macy's.com slash style. Again, that's Macy's.com slash own your style. All summer, the best time of the year usually doesn't come with a great deal. Soaring temperatures come with soaring prices. But what if there was another way? With IKEA, your summer plans can last longer than two weeks of vacation and be more affordable. At IKEA, everyone can have lounge chair access. No reservations needed. From affordable outdoor furniture to stylish accessories, They have all of the essentials that you need to soak up summer in style, no matter the size of your space. Start planning a better summer with IKEA. It's your outdoor dreams inside your budget. Something I for sure love having in my home is super clean countertops. And I love when it smells good too. So you can bring the vacation vibes to your home with coconut scented Clorox Sentiva. It smells like coconut, cleans like Clorox, and feels like energy with a refreshing scent that'll transform your space into a tropical island retreat and give you a powerful clean. No plane ticket required. Unleash your self-expression with the enchanting coconut fragrance of Clorox Sentiva. You can get yours at a nearby retail store, also available in grapefruit or lavender scents. Life ain't always pretty, but hey, it's pretty beautiful, thing. Laugh a little more, thing. Tight, tighten up your core, thing. Said EK, you're kicking it with four things. With Amy Brown. Happy Thursday, four things. Amy here. And my guest today is an amazing woman. She's an entrepreneur. She's a CEO. And she's going to help us not only declutter our homes, but also our minds. Yes. (laughs) Tracy McCubbin. She's coming to us from LA. I'm in Nashville. And Tracy, I just want to start with decluttering and organizing. I know that you say that we can't really talk about that unless we talk about our buying and our acquiring habits first. Yeah. My second book, Make Space for Happiness. You know, I've been a professional declutterer for 17 years now. I've, I don't know, thousand, but 5,000 homes, some, some crazy amount. And I started, especially in the pandemic, I just started to notice like people were calling me and they're like, remember all that stuff we decluttered? I bought it again. And I'm driving through LA and I'm seeing the like giant, like leaning towers of packages on everybody. And I'm like, what is, what is with the shopping? Like, again, like you said, we can't talk about decluttering if we're not talking about what we're bringing in. Cause people always look at me and they're like, I don't know how this stuff got in my house. And I'm like, well, you brought it in. You are the one who purchased it and brought it in. So I did a deep dive on the science of shopping, like what we get from shopping, this dopamine hit and how it's not lasting. And then what's really missing inside of us that we think shopping is going to fulfill. 
So what is it? What is missing? Is it different for everybody? <laughs> the way that I describe it, I call these clutter magnets. So the way that I see it when I work with clients and in myself, it's almost like there's this little jigsaw puzzle piece of ourself that we think is missing. So it's self-confidence or it's big love or it's true connection. And so we think we have this part of us missing and we shop, shop, shop to try and fill it. Like self-confidence is a great one. You know, we all get those anti-aging ads and the creams and the this, and you're like, oh, just this dress will fix me or this pair of shoes, or if I find the perfect purse and then you buy and you buy and you buy and it doesn't work because self-confidence doesn't come from the outside. So what I wanted to look at is what were these seven clutter magnets? What are these things that we're trying to fix by shopping? Why are they not working and how can we get that from somewhere else? And look, full disclosure, I'm not telling people to not shop. I love a cute purse. I love a cute pair of shoes. But if you're using it to try and fix something, it's not going to work. So not only do you help people declutter, but you're sort of therapy too. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I grew up the child of a hoarder. So I have watched my parents struggle his whole life with his relationship to stuff and really get in the way of other relationships. So I really early on was like, oh, our attachment to stuff isn't about the stuff. It's about grief. It's about loss. It's about love. It's about all these other things. And when I keyed into that and was able to put it into words is when my business just took off. Like I, you know, I have an ability. It's almost like I can read tea leaves or something. I can go and look at somebody's clutter and be like, oh, you're really unhappy in your job, aren't you? Or, you know, did you just lose a parent? Like it, it shows up in our stuff. So it's about getting a great relationship with our stuff so that we can get what we need from somewhere else. When I meet people, they are in such a place of shame and it's like, nope, we're here now. You made the first step. You made a phone call. You reached out to me. That's positive. So let's let's jump up from there. Let's figure out what's not working for you, why it's not working, and get it working. What's the first place that someone should start? Like, where's the first place to begin? Because that, for me, that's the most overwhelming thing is like, oh, I'm just going to keep putting this off because I, I don't even know where to begin. Absolutely. So the first step, and this is, I always joke, this is my woo-woo California first step. But the first step is I want, I always tell people to focus on why do they want to get organized? What do they hope to gain out of it? Is it like as simple as I want to get rid of my storage unit I'm paying $200 a month for, or I want to park my car in my garage, or we want to have a baby and the guest room that we want to turn into a nursery is completely full. What's your why? Because that's going to keep you motivated. And your why can't be beating yourself up. It can't be, oh, I'm a bad housekeeper. Or I'm lazy. That's not a why. That's a, I don't even know what that, that's garbage. We let that go. So you start with the why and then start small. You know, I started doing these five minute decluttering challenges on Instagram and TikTok. I was like, let me just see how this you know, it's how I kind of operate in my own house. I'll see an area that gets out of control. They just blew up. Like people are like, I can do five minutes. I can do 10 minutes. I can tackle coffee mugs. I can tackle, you know, workout pants. And I broke it down into really small bite-sized categories. And people DM me all the time. They're like, I did the challenges. I've now done my whole house. So, you know, I think people need to be realistic about how much time it takes and how much time they have and how much drive they have. And if you break it up into small chunks, it's going to get done. It's sort of like, how do you eat an elephant? One bite at a time. That's right. And yeah, I could see how that makes it less overwhelming. My sister is a mom of four and she does 
10-minute PU sessions. She has ever since they were little, and now they're 12 to 20 years old. But she'd set a timer, and for 10 minutes, everybody just pitched in and did as much as they could in 10 minutes. And then it sort of turns into a game of like, how much can I get done in these 10 minutes? So that's something I adopted from her that I'll do with myself. So it makes sense that your five-minute challenges would work. And then, yeah, if you commit to it for a few weeks, you'd be surprised. You, you might get so much done around your house. And the other thing that I tell people too is that savor your success. Like you'll do a junk drawer or you'll do your closet and you'll go, this feels so good. Like I like, this is successful. I, you know, I can go in and get dressed in the morning without freaking out or feeling bad about myself. You know, that all of a sudden you're like, oh, this works. Let me apply this to another part of my house because we're building on making your house work for you, making your house easier to be in. We're all overwhelmed, right? We're all so busy. There are so many hours in the day and, you know, we're working full time and we're raising our kids and we're doing all these things. And it's like, if you can make your house run smoother, you're literally buying yourself time back. You mentioned coffee mugs a second ago. <laughs> How many are we supposed to have? Because <laughs> I feel like <laughs> coffee mugs and water bottles just somehow start to collect and they're overflowing. I know. Well, it was funny. Coffee mugs was the one that blew up because people are like, don't take my coffee mugs. People are so attached to their coffee mugs. I mean, we, you know, we're at a house of three people and we have eight and it works fine. You know, we have to do a load of dishes every day anyway, because of our life and it's plenty of coffee mugs, you know? So I sort of say two per person in the house and two water bottles per person, but water bottles, I swear, Amy, I don't know if they like mate in the middle of the night because you will walk away and then you come back the next day and you're like, where did all these water bottles come from? Like, it's crazy. Yeah. Well, I think of some mugs as being sentimental. And then that makes me think of other sentimental things in your house. How do you decide when to let something go? You know, it's such a great question. And I always sort of start with this statement. If everything is special, nothing is special. So if you have a house full of all these sentimental items and all, you know, every nook and cranny and every trophy participation award from your kids, it starts to lose its meaning because it's just so much of it. So when you go through and you look at it, you're like, oh, right, this trophy doesn't have their name on it. It was a participation award. This isn't actually special. And so when you can really do a dive of it and actually declutter it, the things that mean something to you stand out right? But if you have a house full of furniture you don't like because it was your grandma's and your grandpa's and your parents and the garage is stuffed full, it starts to become a burden. And then you're almost no longer respecting the person's memory or the history behind it. If you resent it so much, it doesn't serve you anymore. What about clothes? Is there a timeline <laughs> on how long we should hold on to something? Asking for a friend, Amy. Yeah. Asking for <laughs> and it's not, it's not so much about the size thing, although that might be something people need to address of, I have a whole podcast that's dedicated to body image and disordered eating called Outweigh. And one of the things that a lot of experts say is, okay, I don't know where you want to put those other clothes, but let's go ahead and buy clothes that fit right now so yeah. that you can feel confident and cute and look good instead of trying to just squeeze into something else. So that's a whole nother conversation of if you need to let something but go. It, it's super applicable. I mean, I, you know, I'm 58. I am the same weight that I was 
I mean, I've been the same way, I don't know, for 25 years or something. I, but things fit me different. Gravity hits. Like I can't fit into things that I used to be able to fit into and I can fit into different things. And so I think that if you are keeping all these clothes you can't fit into, it's just this reminder of like who you used to be, you know, that I, I, I call that being stuck in the past that you're looking backwards and not forward. And your closet should absolutely be full of clothes that you wear and you feel really good in. And I'm really lucky. I have two nieces, so I save all my special things for them. You know, it's just great to pass it along, but you know, and sometimes I'll do like, I just did it for spring. I just took a bunch of clothes that were, I don't know, like 20 pieces that were really nice and they still fit, but I'm like a little sick of them. And I was like, uh. and I was like, you know, what? let me just move them into the guest room closet. So I don't see them for a while. And then all of a sudden my closet was full of things that I loved and I haven't even gone in there and pulled something out of it. So, you know, your closet should be full of things that you wear and that you feel good in. A great thing to like, just to look at something, if you saw an article of clothing you own in the store today, would you buy it again? That's such a great way. Cause sometimes you look at it and you're like, oh no, I wouldn't, you know, I wouldn't buy that again. And you're like, then why are you hanging on to it? So many people call me to work in their homes. And one of the things that they say is I walk into my closet in the morning and I burst into tears. Mm-hmm. Like I hate everything in it. I don't fit in half of it. I just, I, I keep it as like goal weight, you know, and it's just like, oh, that's how, not how I want you to start your day. You know, I want you to be able to go in your closet and put anything on and feel fantastic in it. Even if it's just not just, but you know, a sweatshirt and sweatpants. Like I just worked with this woman whose husband had passed away and she was getting ready to start dating again. And she'd gr- gone through her grief and, you know, had been really hard, but I think he'd been gone about five years now. And we went through her closet and I was like, would you wear this on a date? And she's like, oh, absolutely not. And I'm like, out it goes, like celebrate your life. Let's have a closet full of things that if somebody called you and said, let's go grab a cup of coffee, you could go in there, throw something on and feel fantastic. So again, it's about not keeping the things that beat you up, but the things that lift you up. Right now, what I'm hearing is it's better for me to have less things in my closet, but no matter what I grab, I'm going to feel good in it than have only a fourth of it that I feel good. And then three fourths, like my closet may look full, but the other stuff is just, oh, it's not making me feel good. Absolutely. If you, if everything in your closet, you feel good in and you want to wear, you're going to be excited. And by the way, here's a big like newsflash people. No one notices if you repeat clothes, no one's going to be like, Amy wore that three weeks ago. Like we have this idea that we are supposed to wear something new all the time. And if you feel so good in something, you're going to radiate. And that's what people are going to notice, right? That's what people are going to see. So absolutely less is more better quality things that fit you. You know, you, you, we all know, go look at your hangers. If you've got sweaters or shirts that have dust on the shoulders, that means you haven't worn it in a long time. Okay. That's me. I had that happen <laughs> the other day with a pair of pants. Like I took the pants out and they were black pants. And then there was this dust line where they were hanging on the hanger. <laughs> So, okay, I'm going to go back to that quote you said, because I really like it. If everything is special, nothing is special. So start to really go through and take inventory of things in your home. And let's define what special really means. And less is more, which also, I mean, I'm looking at the title of your book behind you too, Make Space for Happiness. That's literally what we're speaking to when it comes to the closet is cleaning that stuff out, getting rid of it, making space so that you walk into your closet and you're actually happy and not 
bursting into tears. I work with a lot of people too, who make big changes in their diet or, you know, or get on a health click. And I walk into a clutter. I mean, first of all, there is a study. I believe they did it at Harvard. I can't, I might not get this right, but they put people in a cluttered kitchen and they offered them a snack. They offered them a carrot and a cookie. And the majority of the people, the participants in the cluttered kitchen took the cookie as a snack. They did, they repeated the same experiment, put people in an uncluttered kitchen and people took the carrot. You know, if you're trying to cook more and meal prep and, you know, not order in and Postmates so much that if your kitchen's cluttered, you're not going to want to cook in it. You're just not going to. You're going to be like, oh, I'll just go through the Starbucks drive through again and, you know, spend the money and get all the calories. And, you know, but if your kitchen is organized and you know where everything is, it leads you to cooking more. Okay. After a quick sponsor break, since they are how this podcast is made possible, I want to talk about your OCD, which you have nicknamed Obsessive Compulsive Delightful because, well, I think it's just going to be such an encouragement to people. Right. So a lot of us are guilty of doing that whole last minute shopping thing when it comes to holidays, like Mother's Day. You might be in that position right now, and that makes it challenging to find a great gift for mom. But don't worry, Macy's Gift Finder makes it incredibly fast and easy to find the right gift just in time for Mother's Day. So whether the mom in your life is a fashionista or maybe even a photographer or a fanatic about yoga, Macy's Gift Finder has got so many great gift ideas to make her feel special. Now, Mother's Day is May 12th, so make sure you make note of that. Don't have much time. That's okay. Macy's has got you covered. And you can shop by price, $25 and under or $100 and under. You can shop by category, fragrances, handbags, and more. Or they've got gift lists, like for the mom who has everything, gifts that are already wrapped and ready to be gifted, or gifts for grandma. Top gifts include Beats headphones, digital photo frame, Polaroid camera. That would be so awesome to receive. Or my personal favorite, man, I would love to get this as a gift, Samsung Smart TV The Frame. Go to Macy's.com slash gift finder. Again, it's pretty easy. Just head on over to Macy's.com slash gift finder for the perfect inspiration for Mother's Day. All right, so I've been saving on shopping this year by only buying new clothes when I've sold some clothes that I no longer wear. And what this has done is it's forced me to be super wise when I'm adding clothes back into my closet. I want to update my wardrobe for the long haul without spending a fortune, and that's where Quince comes into play. You can go see for yourself all the awesome stuff they have, especially for summer right now, like European linen dresses and blouses and shorts from $30, washable silk tops, 14-karat gold jewelry, so much more. And if you're like me, you're like, hmm, this just seems too good to be true. Well, what Quince does is they partner directly with top factories and they cut out the cost of the middleman and they pass the savings on to us. So we are getting things for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. For example, I'm literally looking on their website right now at this open knit cover-up maxi dress that'll be great for the summer, 100% organic cotton, and it's $49.90. It could retail for $148, so that's 66% savings. And with warm weather here, you need to check out Quince. All you got to do is go to quince.com slash Amy for free shipping on your order and 365-day returns. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash Amy. You're going to get free shipping. Again, 365-day returns. That's quince.com slash Amy. Hey, it's Amy here to talk about St. Jude Children's Research Hospital. For 60 years, St. Jude doctors and researchers have helped push the overall childhood cancer survival rate 
from 20% to more than 80%. And we need your help getting that number to 100%. And most important, your support means that families never receive a bill from St. Jude for treatment, travel, housing, or food. That peace of mind means so, so much for these families. So join me in helping St. Jude in this fight. Become a partner in hope at musicgives.org. That's musicgives.org. All right, Tracy, explain obsessive compulsive delightful. I do have OCD and mine shows up a little bit more in intrusive thoughts than it does repeated behaviors. But I found a way to take my, I don't even like to call it a disorder and turn it into my work, you know, to get things in order and to understand like when I did a deep dive and I understood, oh, this is, this is what this is. It's OCD. Okay. But how can I take some of the parts of it and make it productive in my life? So I like to claim ownership of my OCD and, you know, (laughs) and call it delightful. I love that. The co-host of the fifth thing, which is a bonus episode to this podcast that comes out on Tuesdays. Um, she's my friend and her name's Kat Tafada. She's also a licensed therapist. And we both have ADHD diagnosed and she's open. She talks about it. I never medicated until recently, but it, it came up on a recent talk that it's our superpower. And instead of feeling shame behind it or, oh, why do we have to deal with this? Okay. What about this makes us to think in a different way than other people. This is your superpower. Absolutely. that I think that's the thing when we're sort of non-neurotypical to use the phrase, it's like, okay, but how can I do the, how can I do something with this? You know, it's also how I look at growing up the child of a hoarder. Like it was very difficult. It was a very, very, very difficult childhood. He's still dealing with it. It's very heartbreaking. But it also gave me this empathy that most people in this business don't have. So, you know, in a way, I was able to take my greatest wound and turn it into something that I can help people with. And, you know, on the days that's hard and I want to, you know, I'm frustrated with him. I also remember that I'm going to be able to help other people. I actually have a personal story that I'd like to share with you that just went down in my house with my daughter. She wanted to go over to a friend's house to spend the night, but her room has been out of control. And so I tried to use that as uh, a, a little bit of, you know, incentive to get her to do her room by saying, okay, you can go over to your friend's house, but we've got to tackle your room and I'll join you. I'll be by your side, but we've got to get this under control. And I was trying to explain to her that, you know, she would just feel better if she had her stuff put away. And she's not a messy person. She just has like piles of stuff all around her room and she doesn't want to hang them up. And I don't know what's going on with that. I want her to, you know, have control over her own room. But at the same time, I feel like I have a responsibility to teach her to put things away. You know, one of the things I think when dealing with kids and preteens and teens is that when you start to talk to them about cleaning their room, they kind of go on the defense, right? Like they've like, you've got to clean your room and they've never been explained why. So to kind of understand the way I describe clutter 
is I describe clutter as a constant to-do list. So if you've got piles around your room, you're like, are those clothes dirty? Are they clean? Can I wear them again? Where am I going to find them? You sort of put yourself in asking yourself all these questions about your stuff. And so when you're a kid and you're, you know, your prefrontal cortex is fusing and your executive functioning, you just see like, oh, I have to clean my room because my mom tells me to instead of, no, by having a room clean, having things put away, the outcome is that you know where to find things and that they're clean when you go to look at them. So it's helping kids understand that a clean room helps you function better as opposed to just like, it looks nice. Like, it looks nice because we feel less stress, right? It's like, oh, that, I know exactly where to find things. I know exactly where to get it. And I have the story I always tell about, I helped this family that two little boys and their playroom was a disaster. Like a dis- like Lego had thrown up in there. It was awful. So we went in, the kid- boys were at school. We did the whole playroom. We got a piece of furniture to organize everything and, you know, bins. And it was like the dinosaurs were in one bin and the stuffies were in another. And the, all the army guys were in another and they came up from school. And the first thing they like stopped in their tracks and their eyes got so big and they're like, we can see our things. And the little one goes, my guys, my guys, I missed my guys. And so it was this led to this conversation about putting things in a place where you know where to find them means that when you want to play with them again, you can find them. And I think with kids, having them understand that being organized is setting them up for success, right? That's my whole goal, my whole goal, everything with my clients, with the books I've written, everything is I want people to understand that their home is a tool and it's a tool to support them, to rest them, to replenish them, to refresh them, to feed them. And if your home is cluttered, it's not supporting you in the way it's taking away from you. So for teens and kids, it's like getting them to understand in that little piece of of their room. Look, the most boring conversation between parents and kids is, mom, where's my, where's my, where's my? So being able to say like, look, if you hang your backpack up in the same place every day, you know where to find it and it fosters independence in them. So I think for parents, it's understanding, like you said, finding the words to explain why this works, helping them implement it and seeing the success. Yeah, I've heard from multiple parenting experts and well, quickly, I'll say this. I know we're talking about a child's brain, but I think if you're an adult listening right now and you're <laughs> you're frantically always running around looking for things, and trust me, that's been me, but the more I've made a commitment to be more organized, again, the less stress is there. So this is applying to kids or adults, no matter where you are, it's never too late to learn. <laughs> and no. uh, But I think the, the why is so important, no matter what we're trying to parent at the time, whether it's a clean room or why you can't watch a certain thing or go to a certain place, instead of just saying a flat no, children really benefit from you sitting down and just being honest and giving them the why behind it. And then if you can't think of a good why, then maybe you need to just, you know, reflect as to why you're answering no so quickly. And so I just little tidbit that we've been really trying to implement in our home. So now they have the knowledge and then Also, I love that you said it gives them the independence when they know where something is and they can take control over it because that's always, you know, something that's that's powerful for them. It's all about just raising them up. I pictured my daughter, you know, having an apartment and being in her 20s and having piles of clothes everywhere. And I just was like, shoot, we can't have this. 
Absolutely. And, you know, I think that we're being fed so many images from social media and it like everything is supposed to look perfect. But if you don't teach them the why, this is why we do this. This is what makes sense. My grandmother, I mean, I swear if I ever was going to get another tattoo, I would get this. But my grandmother always said to me, don't put it down, put it away. It's just my motto for life, because if you put things away, you know exactly where they are. And so it's this great way of knowing, oh, I need to find something again. And this is where it is. And it stops you from overbuying the same thing because you don't know where you have it or losing things. And my goal with helping people declutter and be organized is to have a better life. It's not about being perfect. It's not about rainbow colored bookshelves. It's about your your life goes smoother. And if you've got a family or if you live by yourself, the more stuff you're dealing with, the more stress and the harder it is to live. I mean, the amount of people that I work with that I'll go in and I'll walk into their house and I'll see the dining room table just covered with returns and school books and backpacks and blah, blah, blah. First thing I say is like, how often do you guys eat family dinner together? And they're like, no, if we go out to eat, and it's like, that's such an important part of life and core memories are having those family dinners. But if your dining room table is cluttered with stuff, you're going to eat in front of the TV. So when you trace back how clutter is affecting you being closer to your family, living better in your house and just being happier, it's a lot at the root of it. Well, Tracy, I'm personally super thankful for this conversation. So this might be a good time for us to do four things gratitude. And I would love to just get to know you in a little bit of a different way by hearing four things that you are currently thankful for. Okay. Four things I'm currently grateful for. I got married a week ago, so <laughs> I'm very grateful for my husband. Okay. Why are we talking right now? <laughs> I know. He actually just took his daughter, my stepdaughter up to go look at a college. So they, we just, we got, it was a week and a half ago. So I'm very, very grateful for that. The wedding was just we really approached it as a chance to celebrate in front of our friends and family and really kind of didn't do a lot of the wedding -y stuff. And it was great. It was so magical. So I'm super grateful for him. If there's a stepdaughter, I assume he's been married before. Is this your first yeah. or second or? No, this is my first marriage. So I never was married. Um, he was married for a long time. So that was very interesting. I had to fill out paperwork. We're taking a trip. And I, for the first time in my life, I checked the married box. He was like, how was that? And I'm like, I think it's good. I think it's really good. And, you know, I, I said in my vows, I was never waiting. You know, I wasn't waiting for him. I have a great life. I had a great life, friends and work and everything. And then I met him and my life got better. I knew it was right because I wasn't looking to him to fix me or to fix my life. I was like, my life is fantastic. And then all of a sudden this person came around and the good that we can do together, his kids, my family, you know, I have aging parents, it's all that. So I'm super grateful for him. I'm super grateful for having a husband, which is a crazy thing to say, Amy. <laughs> <laughs> well, you're only a week and a half in, but I mean, yeah. <laughs> to saying it, so I can see why you're not used to it yet. But I, I'm glad you said that about, you know, being happy with yourself and where you were. I think a lot of times, like you said earlier, when we were talking about clutter magnets. We look for other things to fix us. And I'll use myself as an example, because just I, my marriage has ended and was married for 16, 17 years. And I haven't started dating yet, but I don't know what that will look like, but I know that I don't want to look for anything to 
remedy or fix a situation or put a Band-Aid on anything. Like, I want to be content with where I am. But that might not be dating for somebody else. It might be, someone might be thinking, well, once I get this career, or once I get this job, I'll be happy. Or once I get X, Y, Z, I'll be happy. And I don't think you're really going to find what you're supposed to find until you're happy with yourself. And you are just a perfect example of that. Exactly. And also that applies to stuff. Like people are like, oh, if I just get that, you know, Louis Vuitton bag, I'm going to be happy. Or if I just get that car, you're not. If you're not happy in your day to day, if you don't feel good about how you are in the world and how you show up and how you help other people, the stuff isn't going to fix it. And what's going to happen is you're going to start buying more and more and more. And you're like, why isn't this working? And it's like, because it doesn't work. The stuff doesn't work. Being of service works. Having a gratitude practice works. Taking a walk in the sunshine works. Like, you know, all that stuff that our grandmas have always told us, science is proving it to be true. It's so funny that we've gone all this way to go back and go, right, just a walk in the sunshine. That will make me feel better. So before you get into the second thing that you're grateful for, I got to know how you met your husband. Obviously, I'm super curious how people are going about meeting people these days. So we'll get into that after the break. All right. So a lot of us are guilty of doing that whole last minute shopping thing when it comes to holidays, like Mother's Day. You might be in that position right now, and that makes it challenging to find a great gift for mom. But don't worry. Macy's Gift Finder makes it incredibly fast and easy to find the right gift just in time for Mother's Day. So whether the mom in your life is a fashionista or maybe even a photographer or a fanatic about yoga, Macy's Gift Finder has got so many great gift ideas to make her feel special. Now, Mother's Day is May 12th. So make sure you make note of that. Don't have much time. That's okay. Macy's has got you covered. And you can shop by price, $25 and under or $100 and under. You can shop by category, fragrances, handbags, and more. Or they've got gift lists, like for the mom who has everything, gifts that are already wrapped and ready to be gifted, or gifts for grandma. Top gifts include Beats headphones, digital photo frame, Polaroid camera. That would be so awesome to receive. Or my personal favorite, man, I would love to get this as a gift, Samsung Smart TV The Frame. Go to Macy's.com slash gift finder. Again, it's pretty easy. Just head on over to Macy's.com slash gift finder for the perfect inspiration for Mother's Day. Hey, it's Amy here to talk about St. Jude Children's Research Hospital. For 60 years, St. Jude doctors and researchers have helped push the overall childhood cancer survival rate from 20% to more than 80%. And we need your help getting that number to 100%. And most important, your support means that families never receive a bill from St. Jude for treatment, travel, housing, or food. That peace of mind means so, so much for these families. So join me in helping St. Jude in this fight. Become a partner in hope at musicgives.org. That's musicgives.org. All right, if you want to look cute and feel comfortable at the same time when you're, you know, at a festival or a concert because it's festival and concert season right now, it's got to be all about the boots. And Tacova's boots is where it's at. That is your stop before attending your next concert. I've loved my Tacovas anytime I wear them or I get a new pair. They feel comfortable on the first wear. I don't have to break them in. Tacovas has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. And all Tacovas boots are made by hand 
in a time-honored tradition, which is super cool. They've got timeless styles that are always on trend. And really, you just got to stop by your local Tacova store, try them on for yourself, and see what I'm talking about. You can have a complimentary drink while you're there, shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and a friendly staff are at your service. Many stores have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized, which I love. And they've got regular live music and events. There's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it to a store, just visit tacovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S and find your new favorite pair of boots today. All right, Tracy, give us the lowdown. How did you meet your husband? We met online, the old fashioned way, as I like to say. Okay. Which I had a great experience. I, I met a bunch of super interesting people. And again, I approach two things. I'll tell you two things. Um, I let my best friend fill out my profile. Okay. And she also, to be fair, she's been married for a very long time to a great guy. They have a fantastic marriage. To be fair, she also swiped on my now husband. Cause I was like, here, we were like girls night. And I was like, take my app, you do it. And she was like, what about this guy? And I was like, maybe, I don't know. I probably necessarily wouldn't have. So that's um, sometimes if you're, you know, if you go into those apps resentful or I hate this or blah, 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 you're going to have a bad experience. For me, it was like, it was just math. It's like the probability, how am I going to meet people? I'm not going to bars anymore. Like we're not in college. So it raised the probability. And I had a great time. I met a ton of fantastic people. I was super positive about the experience. You know, I had people that are still my friend friend today that was like, yeah, no, we're, we're not supposed to date, but this is great. So um, I will give a shout out. This is unpaid, but we met on Bumble, okay. which was my favorite of the apps. That was my favorite. That was your favorite. No, <laughs> we, we like to know. So back to Kat Defada, who co-host the uh-huh. fifth thing with me. She also has a podcast called You Need Therapy that I think you would really love. Actually, I think you may need to go on there because I bet y'all could have okay. a deeper conversation more of the therapy side of what you do, you know? Uh, right. Because she would probably have some thoughts. So I'll connect y'all. But I did two live podcast shows in Nashville recently. And we were down at the Franklin Theater in downtown Franklin. I know uh-huh. that's that's where you were hanging out a little bit, Leaper's Fork area. And at the end of the 7 p.m. show, not in front of people by any means. He was like, I don't want to do it in public. We privately upstairs in the green room. Right when she got off stage, because she did the fourth thing with me, she went upstairs thinking, okay, I'm just going to go up here and get my stuff. And then he had completely decorated the room really quickly with like candles and flowers and photos of them. And they were everywhere. And they're in this quaint historic theater in this sweet little room and he got down on one knee and proposed. And then they came downstairs and everybody, even listeners and all the people, yeah, the ticket, all the people that worked at the theater, everyone's in the lobby and they come down and he's like, she said yes. So. Oh, that is so sweet. But I say that because they met on Hinge. Yeah. It it really like, I'm just going to say this because I just had a conversation with this woman the other day and she was just like, I shouldn't have to advertise myself. And I was like, okay, well, if you're going in with that attitude, it's not going to work. And that's why it hasn't worked. You have to think of it as math, just the probability of meeting more people. So I'm a big fan. That's how we met. It's, you know, it's been fantastic. It's been great. And I never really thought I'd get married. I was like, meh, I don't know. And then I met this person. I was like, yeah, I want to be married to you. So I'm very grateful for my husband. Well, congratulations. Okay, second, third, and fourth thing. Okay, I am absolutely 
grateful for farmers markets right now. We have had so much rain in California. The vegetables are just insane. Like we went on Sunday. It's just so beautiful that like the bounty of California, I, I can't, I'm like eating these delicious salads. I just feel so lucky to be able to go and buy beautiful vegetables. It's, I don't know, it's so simple, but it makes me so happy. I love that. Third thing. Third thing is I am grateful to be able to travel again. That's the thing after that, the pandemic, I am so grateful to be able, I'm planning a trip with some friends and we just got back from a a little mini honeymoon and to be able to travel again, I'm so grateful for. Where's one place you have on your list to go? We're going to Kenya. Okay. I went to Kenya in, gosh, maybe 2012 and it was lovely. Oh, it's amazing. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I guess this is the fourth thing that this will lead into the fourth thing I'm grateful for. So I run a small nonprofit and we rebuild schools in developing nations in Central America and Kenya. So we rebuilt 13 schools in Kenya. They're all either all girl schools or 50% girl. And we haven't been able to go visit our schools since 2016. So I am grateful to be able to go and help. And one of the projects that we're going to check up on is we have, we're, creating feminine care products. So we bought some machines and we are training workers and they're manufacturing feminine care. And then we're distributing to the girls in our school. That's amazing. What's the name of the nonprofit? Called One Kid, One World. One Kid, One World. And I'm super grateful for that. I'm super grateful for our donors. We did a fundraiser for it for our wedding. It's all coming together. I can travel to go see and, you know, it's great because I'm sure, as you know, access to feminine care is the thing that keeps so many young women out of school. So to be able to, you know, help solve that problem just means the world. No, that's a huge thing to be able to provide. And that's awesome. And I know the feeling of not being able to go back to a place that you love and hold near and dear to your heart. I haven't been back to Haiti in over five years, which is somewhere I spent a lot of time. We adopted two kids from there. So my daughter's 15, almost 16. (laughs) And then uh, (laughs) my son is 12, but they got to America at seven and 10. So the last time I went to Haiti was when we brought them to America. And then Haiti has fallen under a lot of civil unrest and it's just not Mm -hmm. safe to go. But before that, I was going four times a year for five years in a row. Like I was there often and, you know, we have relationships there and friendships. We're still very involved in the orphanage there and other organizations. And we have a bakery. It's Haitian run, but we helped get it going. And there's a school like there. Yeah, there's just things that you want to see just to celebrate and meet the people that are working there. And we can't even go. And so I'm so excited that you get to go back to Kenya after such a long break. You know, I think that we need to realize and to kind of go back to the book, Make Space for Happiness. You know, one of the things that happened to all of us during the pandemic is that we lost connection, right? We lost connection with people. And we cannot underestimate the effect that that had on us, right? That we weren't seeing the people and we weren't going to the local coffee shop and we weren't kibitzing and having a chat or we weren't being able to travel. And so what I think I, what I really saw with people was that because that connection was taken away, we just started shopping. It's like, oh, okay, well, I'll buy a new pair of pants. I'll buy, a, I'll buy a sweatsuit. That'll fix everything. And I think as we're getting back traveling and, you know, really connecting with people again, 
I, I just want us to realize that that's what we were missing and that's okay that we were missing it. And at the end of the day, that's what matters to be able to connect. Well, Tracy, thanks for taking the time to talk with us. Uh, it was an absolute joy. I definitely am going to connect you with Kat if you're down. I'm down. And I'm, I'm, you're probably going to see me in Nashville pretty soon. I, I I got an email to the other day. So I'm like, okay. Okay. Well, when you're here, maybe you could um, even, yeah, meet with Kat and do a little sit down. I feel as though your books would be very helpful for people that are trying to process more. It's not just about organizing. And I love that you're taking it to the next level because there's always the root, <laughs> the underlying issue. The, huh? thing, the root of the thing is never the thing itself. Exactly. That it's maybe a book about decluttering, but it's about, you know, they just, the feedback I get, like people, you know, people are open themselves up to relationships or new jobs or, you know, realizing where they were stuck. That's the goal to just get people unstuck, get people unstuck and living their best life. Unstuck. Yes. That is a theme here <laughs> at like, oh yeah, I just got goosebumps because that's something that we focused on at a different live show that we did. It was all about just getting unstuck. So thank you so much for helping be a part of that narrative. And again, people can check out your nonprofit, onekidoneworld.com. And then you want Instagram. I feel like if they go to your Instagram page, they'll find everything else. And again, yeah, that's- uh, Everything's yeah. there. That's the, fun, that's the funnest community. You know, we do things over on TikTok, but I love Instagram. It just everybody, I just love it. So come on and see me over there. And, and those challenges drop. I drop like two to three of them a week. So oh, awesome. before you know it, your house will be totally decluttered. Okay, so Instagram is at Tracy underscore McCubbin. All right. Thank you so much, Tracy. If people want spelling or links, I'll link all of this in the show notes so that way you can find it easily. And I hope you have a good rest of your day. You too, Amy. Lovely to meet you. I'm so thankful for what you do. Oh, thank you. You too. Bye. Bye. Ah, summer. The best time of the year usually doesn't come with a great deal. Soaring temperatures come with soaring prices. But what if there was another way? With IKEA, your summer plans can last longer than two weeks of vacation and be more affordable. At IKEA, everyone can have lounge chair access. No reservations needed. From affordable outdoor furniture to stylish accessories, they have all of the essentials that you need to soak up summer in style, no matter the size of your space. Start planning a better summer with IKEA. It's your outdoor dreams inside your budget. Hey, it's Amy here to talk about St. Jude Children's Research Hospital. For 60 years, St. Jude doctors and researchers have helped push the overall childhood cancer survival rate from 20% to more than 80%. And we need your help getting that number to 100%. And most important, your support means that families never receive a bill from St. Jude for treatment, travel, housing, or food. That peace of mind means so, so much for these families. So join me in helping St. Jude in this fight. Become a partner in hope at musicgives.org. That's musicgives.org. All right, this show is sponsored by BetterHelp. It's a simple truth that no matter who you are, mental health challenges can affect you and how you manage them can really make all the difference. That's why everyone should have access to mental health support that meets them where they are and helps them get through things. Now, BetterHelp provides online therapy on your schedule. It's flexible, simple to use, and more affordable than in-person therapy. Connect with a licensed therapist selected just for you. Learn more at BetterHelp.com. That's BetterHelp.com. BetterHelp.com. 